2016 presents Hello and welcome to Only Films, a podcast for analog shooters and vintage camera lovers. My name is Mandy Left, I'm a film photographer and I am passionate about all things related to analog photography. In this series of podcasts, you will hear about different analog photographic processes from shooting to printing. I will be sharing with you everything that I know and everything that I learn on the way. But it won't only be me. I will be having conversations with other analog photographers in the community and you will be able to listen to what they have to say about film stocks, developing, darkroom stuff and more. But first, what's Only Films? Only Films is a collective of analog photographers. We are quite literally a group of friends who shoot film. The idea started during the first Analog Spotlight event, and the next one is coming up soon, but I will talk about that later. Some of us started talking about doing something together, a trip to Brighton in order to shoot film for the whole weekend. It went very well, we had an amazing time there and it was a great opportunity to chat, experiment, bond with each other and get inspired. Then we planned another gathering and then another. The group solidified and now we are constantly in touch, we support each other and we have plans for the future. Our goals are to keep learning and experimenting with film. Our mission is to promote analogue photography. But above all, we just want to have fun with cameras. Who is part of Only Films? Well, we are quite a big group. You will hear about everyone little by little, just to mention a few to start with and really make a note of them because these are some of the film photographers that are going to be changing the scene. We have Ray Liu, a Polaroid specialist, his photos have appeared on various Polaroid books and also Polaroid boxes. Josh Cole, who works at Flynn's Auctions, he has some awesome projects going on. One of them is flashing people around the streets of London and he has some cool stuff on VHS coming out at some point soon. Nelson Otterfoot, who's created the artwork for the new successful album by Stephen Bamidelli. Nelson also directed and recorded Stephen Bamidelli's music video Sitting in the Dark on Super 8 Film, which is amassing nearly 300,000 views on YouTube at the moment. Check it out! Alicia Kropasek, an incredible portrait photographer and a crazy camera collector. Peter Gold, or better known as This Is How I Roll, who's an avid shooter and also a film seller. He sells ECN2 film. His stock is now available at the Photographer's Gallery in London and it will also be available in the next Analog Spotlight. Check him out on Instagram. Alex Bridge or Disorganized Film, who has an ongoing street photography project in Japan. He's going to be publishing a book soon. Um, Agnieszka Konarska, uh, a.k.a. Aga, our most creative and crafty member. Ashley Stockbridge, or Big Bad Ash, 
camera collector, super knowledgeable about all things analog, Katie Louise Cooper, also known as Darkroom Katie or Blue Hasselblad Katie. Uh, we also have another Hasselblad Katie, but her Hasselblad is not blue. Um, she is Katie Downham, brilliant photographer. She used to work at Teddington Photographic, but she works at Nikon now. Uh, Callie Macmillan, experimental photographer who has recently been featured by Queer in the Grain. So many talented people. I will introduce them all to you soon. And who is Mandy Left? I am an analog photographer. Portraits and fashion shoots are my favourite things. What I enjoy is creating fantasies with models in a studio, making my ideas come true. I'm interested in all analog processes, but I mostly shoot medium format and Polaroid. I love processing my own film and taking it directly to the darkroom. My top cameras at the moment are a Pentax 6.7, which I got from West Yorkshire Cameras, and a Polaroid SX70, modified by Dan Polanthropy, and an Olympus PenFT, which is not mine yet, but it might be mine soon. I lead the collective only films. I am also the syllabus secretary for the Batley Camera Club and I am a member of Air Street Darkroom where I make most of my printing, apart from when I am in London and I make my prints at Rapid Eye. Only Films usually books the whole floor so we can all spend the day together making prints with the support and guidance of George or Max who work there and are amazing. And now let's talk about what the structure of this podcast will be. I want this series of podcasts to have a set structure that can be flexible. For each episode, there will be a main topic. Today's topic will be fast developers. We will also have recurring sections, news and events to start with, then a few questions that I will be asking in interviews, but that I will answer myself today. My latest photos, something that has got your attention recently, something that you will be trying next. Um, then a section called PACS, Pleasing Analog Camera Sounds. And finally, recommendations. So let's go with news and events. The most important upcoming event is the Analog Spotlight. The Analog Spotlight will take place in Nottingham on the 14th and the 15th of October. It's the most relevant event for analog photographers. In this event, you will get to know all the news about the film industry, you will be able to meet some of the best camera and film sellers, and of course, it will be a fantastic opportunity to talk to other film photographers in the community. So if you don't want to miss the event of the year, make sure you get your tickets at the Analog Wonderland website. I will be there giving a talk about how I go about creating a project from idea to reality and there will be a presentation about OnlyFilms project, the collective. We are interested in welcoming new members and we will tell you all about it on Sunday 15th of October.
If you have any news or events related to film photography and you want me to talk about it in the next episode, please contact me on Instagram. Do you have an upcoming exhibition? Are you publishing a book? Have you been given a photography award? Anything film related? Let me know. Now, the first question that I'm going to answer myself today, but it's a question that I will be asking other people in the future is, what are your latest photos? Like, what's the most recent project that you have been working on? Um, so my most recent photo shoot took place in Tenerife. I was going to spend two weeks in Tenerife in the southern part of the island where you have this very interesting lunar landscape. I had two goals. To create a set of images based on an idea that I had and to test how different films produce an image taken in the same conditions. I wanted to compare them and see how I liked the results of each of them. What was the idea? A model with a red dress, red lipstick and a red shawl flying in the wind against a very blue sky and the beige brownish colour of the sand and the mountains. In my mind, I had this vision of a calm woman looking into the distance with her hair up in a bun, classic and stylish. The mountain was going to be the so-called Red Mountain. You see now how everything is connected. And my inspiration was the painting by Dali titled Meditative Rose. Which film did I want to test and compare? Colour and black and white. For colour, I wanted to test Kodak Gold 200, Ekta 100 and Cinesteel 800T. For black and white, Ilford Delta 100 and Ortho 80. All of these had to be with the light of the sunrise. So I woke up and left my apartment at 6.30am I went to meet the model and did her hair the way I had envisioned. The sun was rising as we were walking on the beach towards the mountain. There was not a cloud in the sky. The light was so perfectly beautiful. I said, wait, I need to start here. You look incredible with this light. So I confidently loaded a roll of Cinesteel A100T on my Pentax 6.7. Um, yes, that's the camera that I was using. And I started shooting. Then I shot another roll and then another roll and I finished with a roll of Delta 100. I made videos of the whole process and of most of the shots that I took. It was, it was a very special shoot for me. But then I had to fly back to the UK with all of my exposed rolls of film. I had them in the transparent bag and when I got to airport control I politely asked if they could please hand check them um, as they were important work. They said, oh don't worry, it will be totally fine. And I was like, yeah, okay, but I'm really worried that this is very important to me. Seriously, these machines do not affect photographic film. There is even a sticker on them stating that fact. I can ask for you, but honestly, it's fine. 
Um, then he talked to another guard and the other guard said to me, oh yes, I understand, but I can 100% promise you, your film will be fine, seriously. And I had the feeling I could push it a little bit and ask to please, please uncheck it for me. But you know what? I always wanted to actually see if scanners have an effect on your exposed film or not. Especially those scanners in the airport in Tenerife South, because I go there quite often. So I decided to take the risk and I said to myself, it'll be fine. It's a test. I'm always nervous when I'm having to come and if it goes well this time, then I will not have to worry so much every time I fly. So even when it was such an important shoot for me, I put my rolls on the tray and prayed to God. <laughs> I did think of that roll of Sinistil 800T, to be honest, but I thought, it's a test. If it goes well, I know I can just bring and shoot higher ISO film next time. Okay, so what happened in the end? I landed in the UK, I went home, I opened the door, got my tank and my developer out. <laughs> I literally developed my role as soon as I got home, I promise you. My first role was a role of Delta 100. And guess what? It was totally amazing. <laughs> I was so happy and relieved. Then I went to bed and could sleep so well. The next day, I sent my film to a lab. Um, maybe I could talk about labs next time. Uh, anyway, a few days later, I got the scans of my color film. Well, these were incredible. I could not believe it. Even the Cinestill 800T, no marks or anything, just great looking, healthy images. And I was very, very happy with the results. So I would say this whole experience was a success. Now, do you want to see these photos? I will be showing them for the first time at the Analog Spotlight on the 14th of October at 12th. They will remain unpublished until then. Um, you will be able to see them on my Instagram profile and my website after that. Now the next question is something that has got your attention recently. So something that has got my attention recently is Ortho 80 Plus. It's a film manufactured by Ilford. It's very sharp, as you can imagine, being 80 ISO. This film is not sensitive to red. This means a couple of things. First, that the reds are going to come out very dark with a stronger contrast. Second, it means that it can be safely processed on the red light. And I am very interested in these aspects. When I had this idea of shooting a model wearing a red dress with a red lipstick in the red mountain in Tenerife, I thought, is there any better chance to use Author 80 than this? So I shot a roll just to see how it behaved. However, I must admit I did not dare to process it under the safe lights this time. Why? Because I had already gone through the risky process of airport control with it and adding another layer of anxiety was just too much for me at that time. 
there was no easy way of shooting that scene again. So it was very important for me to process it in the safest and most secure environment, which is my dark bag. Um, so this is something that I still want to do, um, you know, like processing the film under the red lights. I just think it's an interesting experience. But well, I did shoot it with all the reds I could think of. And how did the film turn out? Well, it came out amazing, I have to say. I developed it with the Ilford ID11 and took the negatives straight to the darkroom to make some prints. I really like the contrast. I think this film can help you make very beautiful images, especially if you're planning the shots. That is, if you know you're going to be shooting reds and oranges, maybe a nice film to experiment shooting trees during autumn. I also want to use Ortho 80 in a studio. However, it's important to remember that to shoot this film in tungsten light, you need to rate it at 40. So that's another new thing to try. All in all, would I recommend it? 100% yes. Get a couple of rolls and make the most of the autumn light. Go out and search for all the reds. Enjoy. The next question is something that you will be trying next. So something that I will be trying next is pyro. Right now, I am interested in trying various developers. Why? Because I think they are quite fascinating. I want to learn the intricacies, why some are better than others for specific effects, which one to use for fine grain, which one to use when fine grain is not the most important aspect of your image, etc. I understand that a lot can change in an image depending on which developer you use and how you use it. And I'm here for that. I know that many film photographers get used to developing with one developer and that's the only way for them. They don't have to be thinking of different development times every time because they almost always work with the same combination of film and developer. And I understand why you would do that. But at the moment, that's not what I'm doing. I like to keep myself on my toes. <laughs> and so I've been wanting to try 510 Pyro for a while. I bought a bottle from James at the photography show last year and I have to confess, I haven't opened it yet. It's great that it has such a long shelf life, about six years apparently. Um, so why do I want to try it? You have probably heard everyone raving about its sharp grain and sharpness. Um, as I have been shooting low ISO film recently, I thought it would be the perfect combination. What stopped me from using it? Okay, so you're not supposed to use acidic stop baths or fixes. Stop bath should be water, which is fine because that's what I always use. But the fixer that I had was the Ilford Rapid Fixer, which is not appropriate for Pyro. So I bought a different fixer just to develop with Pyro. I bought one liter of Photospeed FX30, but then I just became engrossed with other developers and I got into a flow and I just, just didn't do it. But now the time has come and I'm going to develop my first roll of film with Pyro very soon. It will be a roll of Ilford Delta 100 120 and I will let you know how it went in the next episode. Now let's go with the topic of the day. 
fast developers. I asked on Instagram if anybody could recommend me a developer that didn't take me long to develop. My most recent developing experience has been with Ilford ID11, which I bought just to give it a go. Do you get nice results with ID11? Yes, of course. Beautiful results, great negatives. However, if you use a dilution, it just takes too long for me. And if you use this stock, then you have to increase the time by 10% every time you use it. Do I enjoy this? Not really. When I asked on Instagram, not everybody understood what I meant when I asked about fast developers. Some people were saying, well, it depends on the film that you have shot. Like, yeah, but come on, I know that. What I was trying to find was a developer that simply takes less time to develop. And I wanted someone to tell me about their experience. Some people also said, but what's the rush? Let's not question why, just give me a fast developer, okay? I know some photographers read a book whilst they develop their film. Uh, some do stand or semi-stand developing and are happy with that. That's great. And I might do that one day, but right now, I don't want to. Um, okay, so after um, everyone answered, I now have the information. I know which is the developer that you can use when you don't want to take your time, when you just want to develop your film in the shortest space of time, and that is Ilford Ilfotech HC. Ilfotech HC is very economical. To use it, you have to make a stock solution, and then you have to dilute it to use it, depending on the film that you're going to develop. Um, it produces very sharp results and it has a long life. So what's not to like? I'll give you an example. At 1.15 HP5 takes 3 minutes and 30 seconds. And grain is good. And that's what I'm talking about. So thank you, Albert Cornelison, for the info. And thank you, Mike Dean, for giving me a bottle so I could test it. I've just bought a litre and that will last me for a while now. Some people also said, just increase the temperature. And even when I was initially only interested in a standard process at 20 degrees, this, this really got my attention. Let's just briefly mention some important points about this. Generally, developing fast will deliver less detail. For the best quality, as with all things, it's going to take some time. The best you can get is five to seven minutes with stock developers. But on average, the results of like doing it in shorter times will, will have more grain and more contrast. But this might be what you're after, so it might be beneficial. About increasing temperature. Using higher temperatures will make shorter developing times, but this will inevitably increase the contrast. Josh Cole recommends, and I quote, a low contrast, high acutance developer at 24 degrees for about 60% of the recommended time on a test strip and go from there. Josh has developed film in 30 seconds using a developer at 45 degrees. That's crazy. 
Um, apparently, this technique was used for horse racing. Christian Faulkner, who is a film chemistry lover, also tells me that you can develop T-Max 400 in deck doll at 45 degrees in just 45 seconds. Dectol is a paper developer, but it was used for fast development for newspapers and magazines. Hot developer combined with constant aggressive agitation is the key. Thank you so much, Chris, for this information. It's extremely interesting and it's definitely something that I want to try. And I'm sure it's going to be thrilling. One last recipe was given by Nico, that one Nico on Instagram, which was boiling undiluted rodinol, and apparently you can develop film in 11 seconds. But are the results any good? Well, you can check that yourself if you want to. Go to YouTube and check the channel Attic Darkroom. They made a video a year ago or so called developing with undiluted rodinol and you can see the results there. I can tell you one thing, this is not something that I will try, I'm afraid. And now let's go with this section that I thought would be interesting because we as analog photographers, analog camera lovers, we like to handle our cameras, we like the feel of them, we like the way they sound, we find that pleasing, right? We, we like to hear the shutter. So I just wanted to see if you're able to identify a camera just by hearing the, the sound of the shutter. So I've got, I've got a few cameras. So I thought I could start with this one because it's, it's a special episode. It's the first one. Um, I, I'm saying too much. So, <laughs> right, okay. So this is the sound of the shutter of this camera. Now you have to guess which camera it is. If you, if, you know, I don't know if you're able to guess, <laughs> I think you will. Just let me know. So go and let me know in the comments and let's see how many of you actually guessed it right. Okay, so this is it. Fine, I think that was easy, right? This is this is an easy one, I think. Well, let me know. Okay, so the last part of this um, podcast, of this episode, it's recommendations. So basically now, now you know what I like, you now know the type of thing that I'm interested in, so I would like you to recommend me stuff. Anything that you think... Mm, that maybe I have not tried or um, a different way to develop film or I don't know an experiment or, or anything else honestly it could be a lab have you been using a lab that you think is awesome let me know and you know I, I, can, I can recommend it so then everybody knows that that's a great lab or anything a film stock that you like a camera that you think is really cool um recommend me a photographer a photographer that I, I should I should know or that everybody should know so I could just share their work mm, just let me know and also I have a list of people that I want to be interviewing um, 
But if you think of someone that you think would like to participate, someone who would be happy to be interviewed um, for this podcast, let me know and, and you know, I can, I can contact them. Or if this photographer is you, um, contact me too. Okay, so thank you so much for listening. I hope you like this. If you do, let me know because then I know I can make more. If you don't like it, that's fine, you know. <laughs> don't let me know. <laughs> um, it's fine. Uh, okay, so see you very soon around. You know, I do go around a lot. Um, so... I might see you at the Analog Spotlight, I might see you around Air Street Darkroom, I might see you in any other film event or photo walk, um, I don't know, but if I don't see you, just contact me. If you're interested in any of this, I'm just happy to meet you and, and listen, listen about anything that you have to tell me. So thank you again so much for being here, listening to this podcast and see you next time. Keep shooting or keep shooting film. Bye.